Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, the wedding clashers. John and Lindsay are married and have several elementary school age children. John brings the case. A few months ago, he received a save the date card for the wedding of one of his closest friends. Recently, his wife informed him that that day would also be the wedding of her cousin, who was one of her bridesmaids. Geography will make it impossible for them to attend both of these important events. Which wedding should they go to? Should they travel together or split up? Only one man can decide. Please rise as the Honorable Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. Justice. Justice is what brings us together today. (laughs) Justice, that blessed arrangement, that dream within a dream. Swear them in, Jesse Fawn. (laughs) Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he was married in a Viking ceremony aboard a burning ship? I do. I do. (laughs) Very well. Judge Hodgman? Who brings this case before my court? I do, Judge. And your name is? John Valenti. Hello. Well, no last names, please. Could we bleep that out? No, you know what? It's too late now. Leave it in. Leave it in. This, this is your punishment, your internet punishment. Now, John Valenti, what is your email address? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually my social security number. Okay, great. Very good. Then we'll enter it in the record. John, do you recognize, for an immediate summary judgment in your favor, which one of you recognizes the quote that I was paraphrasing when I entered the courtroom? John? Unfortunately, I do not judge. Okay. And who is your bride? Lindsay. Lindsay. Also yep. named Valenti? Yeah. Very well. Do you, do you recognize, for a summary judgment, we could wrap this up right here. We could take care of this right. We could take care of this right here in Brainerd. No. No. And do either of you recognize the reference I'm making when I say we could take care of this right here in Brainerd? Can't say that I do. Okay. Well, (laughs) I, I first of all uh, make a summary judgment uh, and an injunction and a court order that you should go watch the Princess Bride right now. I will wait until you come back. How was the movie, guys? It's Don't they actually say have fun storming the castle in that, that movie? Okay, you're trying to influence me at this point, and I will not accept. I will not be corrupted by you. <laughs> okay. And as far as, my, as far as my take care of this right here in Brainerd, uh, the first uh, person who writes to me at um, Hodgman at MaximumFun.org with the answer will get a free uh, Judge John Hodgman t-shirt. If you can, if you can correctly identify what movie I'm paraphrasing, this is going to, this is an easy one, guys. What are your ages? I'm 28. You're 28. You should know better. What is your age, John? I am 27. You also should know better. What is the problem, John, in your viewpoint? Um, with the wedding issue. Yeah. Why are or you here? Not seeing Princess Bride. Okay. No, I, I wasn't sure. believe me. I know you have a lot of problems, but what is a specific problem that you are bringing to me today? Well, my friend Chris is getting married, um, and my wife's cousin is also getting married, and they happen to be on the same day. 
Okay. Um, and they're not marrying each other. They are not. No, that, that would be a solution. It would. Right. Yes. So your friend, Chris, did you say? That's correct. And they're getting married on which day? August 4th. Of this year? Yes. I see. And uh, what uh, you're trying to figure out which wedding to go to? Right. My thought was I'll attend Chris's. My wife, Lindsay, will attend her cousin Shannon's. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay, what's the, what, what's the problem? Why don't you start by telling me where your husband is wrong? Our anniversary is August 3rd, the day before. Oh, so which anniversary um, is it for you? Our fifth, our fifth year anniversary. Oh, well, that's great. That's the Princess Bride anniversary. <laughs> and wherever we are not close to home, we're going to have to stay overnight on our anniversary. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that we should be together for our anniversary. And I think we should be going to my cousin's to wedding. Your fr- to his that. friend's wedding, right? Oh, is that what you were going to say? No, I think we should be going to my you cousin's should... wedding. Oh, really? Well, there's a surprise. Why? Well, she's family. Mm-hmm. She's my cousin. She's your, fa- she she's her... your family. Yes, but mm-hmm. John likes her. We've hung out with her and her fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in my wedding as well. It's not like a distant cousin. Like I went to high school with her. I went throughout school with her. We were very close. Okay. It's not just a cousin. It's a friend. I see. Yes. Right. Because usu- and... usually cousins are, are barely tolerated. Yeah. They're barely tolerated <laughs> semi-enemies, her. but you like her. Oh, yes. Okay. I love her. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and also... Go, oh, go on, please. No, go on. I was just going to say, our, we have children, and our children are invited to this wedding, too, but they are not invited to the other wedding. Interesting. Why aren't they invited to the other wedding, John? Uh, I believe it's because it's one of those weddings where they don't allow children at them. Mm-hmm. Be- yeah. Because you, your friend... graphic wedding. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's it, yeah. Um, so your, your, your friend, the pornographer, does not want to have children there? I, I don't believe so, no. I see. Who is, this, who is this young pornographer that you know and love so well that you would threaten angering your wife's family in order to go to his wedding? We were always friends all since elementary school, all through high school and beyond. Where do you live? I live in Oneonta, New York. Okay. And he lives in, down in Binghamton, New York. Okay. Okay. And you always hang out together whenever you meet. What's the town directly in the middle where you guys meet? Uh, we actually meet back in Binghamton. Okay. Is that where, where you were from originally? Yes. You're from Binghamton originally. Yes. Lindsay, what do you, th- what do you think about Chris? Um, I love him. I think he's a great guy, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he hates your you children? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, he probably doesn't even know all their names. Uh-huh. But, um... No, for I I do like him and I do like hanging out with him. We probably only see him maybe twice a year or so. And how often do you see your cousin? Oh, uh, a lot. Right now, this past couple of months has been different because she's in London studying abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, Which broad? I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'd have to. Ask oh, her. I'm going to shoot myself in the face for that one. I don't deserve to have a podcast. I apologize, everyone. What is she studying? Um, she's studying art. She's studying art? Yeah. I see. In London. Yep. Uh, the birthplace of art. Um, and, and who is this? Uh, who's she marrying? Um, his name is Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great guy. He, she met him down in New York City okay. where they live. I believe. I could be wrong with that. 
But um, you don't even know where they you don't even know where they met. It doesn't matter where they met. How long have they been together? Um, I want to say two and a half years. Why do you want to say that? (laughs) Because I believe it's right. All right. This is the sound of a Sharpie on a piece of paper where I'm going to make a tally here of which marriage is better. Or which wet, which which marriage will probably be better and more lasting? Um, it's in the shape of a cross, uh, and uh, I'm going to separate it here. We have uh, we have Chris, and what is his fiance's name? Her name is Megan. Megan, how long have you known her? How long have I known Megan? Yeah. Um, have you ever met her? Years. Have you have you met her before? I have. All right. Yep, several times. So your cousin's name is Shannon, and what is her fiance's name with a single E? Jeremy. Jeremy, right. Thank you. All right. Yep. <laughs> and what is the name of your pet? Uh, your first pet growing up? And what is the name oh. of the street you grew up on? Is, is mm. that relevant? <laughs> I'd be curious. Bart. Bart and Dixon. Bart street. Dixon. Okay, very well. You say Shannon and Jeremy have been dating for two and a half years. Two and one and a half. More, round up or round down? Um, be, I would be honest. I'm, I'm thinking it's a little bit longer than that. Okay. Three years. Chris and Megan, how long have they been dating? I would say probably about three as well. I should separate you guys and ask you these questions. Uh, Chris and Megan, I presume they met in the adult film industry. Yeah, I think that's where it was. I know she's a teacher now, but <laughs> that's okay. where she got her start. She's a teacher. And what does he do for a living? He's a police officer. Okay. All right. And, uh, and where did they meet? I'm not 100% sure. At the Binghamton Annual uh, Police Officer and Teacher Wine Mingle? I think that's probably there, yes. Shannon and Jeremy met in, uh, in, in, uh, in uh, New York City, you say? I, you know, I, I said that, but now I don't think that's right. I think, they met at, <laughs> I think they met at school and then they moved to New York City. Uh, are they cohabitating? Well, not right now because she's in London and he's still But were they? Here. Were yes. they cohabitating? Yep. For how long would you say? Um, a year. I see. And uh, and Chris and Megan's wedding. Where is that going to be? That is going to be in Kiyuka Lake, New York. That's a made-up lake. I, as far as I know, it's not. Okay. I actually, you submitted some evidence here. They have sent a save the date, uh, in which they say, "Please save this date. We'll send you a formal invitation later, but we want to get in ahead of everybody else before you start planning to go to family members' weddings." And it does say here, Kiyuka Lake, New York. Is that a nice lake? Have you ever been there? I haven't been there. Okay. Um, I will say probably. Uh, Lindsay, has Shannon and Jeremy sent you a save the date card? No, she hasn't really been able to do much with this because mm-hmm. she's been in London. You can't continue to use London as an excuse for everything. <laughs> I know. But I know. she is playing. I'm so- sorry. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I was in London. Uh, so how do you know for sure? How do you know for sure she's getting married on this date? Even um, my aunt had told me on Christmas Eve to make sure that um, we clear that day. I see. And where will they be married? Um, in Ithaca, New York. In Ithaca, New York. And just to confuse things, it's on Cayuga Lake, which is yeah. Ithaca. Shannon's wedding. Yeah. So it's Kay- it's Cayuga versus Cayuca. That's correct. Yes. Are, how far away are these two weddings? Ten minutes away. No, a couple hours. A couple hours away, I see. Boy, this is really a pretty even matchup. Why do you not like this idea of splitting up, uh, splitting up the uh, weddings, Lindsay? Um, well, 
one, well, I have two main. I know you said the thing about your anniversary, but that's a straw argument, isn't it? You're just using that as emotional blackmail to get him to go with you to your, the wedding you (laughs) want to go to, correct? No, I really feel we should be together. We're always together for our anniversary. We're usually down, um, vacationing, but we're changing it this year so that we can go to the wedding. Where would you normally go? Uh, to Myrtle Beach. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. Why don't you have one of your friends get married there? If we could, we would. Okay. Um, but um, no, really, I really just, I think we should be together for um, our five-year anniversary. I, like I said, we'll be there the night before. And also, it's it's family. You know what I mean? It's it's my family. It's not just people we see once in a while. It's people that I'm pretty close to. Mm-hmm. Why do you hate her family, John? I don't hate her family. I think, uh, first of all, Chris asked me first. He's the one that I was heard about his wedding first on the date. So already it was kind of set that that was where we were going. And then when Lindsay's aunt mentioned it was the same day, the first thought was, you know, uh uh-oh, because I already knew Chris's was coming up. Um, I don't hate her family. I do, again, it was the matter of I heard about his first. Which is going to be the cooler reception. I I think Chris's because I'll have more friends and things there that I think I'd have more – I don't know, friendly social time at, as opposed to Lindsay's family's. But I, I will admit that I think Lindsay's family's wedding would also be a good time. Lindsay, why is, why is your cousin's wedding going to be so much better? Um, my family, it, they, they love to party. I mean, especially my aunt whose um, daughter is getting married. Mm-hmm. They're big partiers. And, um, what are we talking about? Electric slide? No, Chicken no, dance? they're ones that like to go to concerts and the grassroots and they just, they celebrate life. And I like how, how they are. And well, I, I'm not hold saying. Hold on. Well, yeah. Did you say they'd like to go to a grassroots concert? These people oh, are yes. out of control. Yes. <laughs> what are these long hairs? <laughs> <laughs> I think the association is playing down in Virginia. You should probably go down and see them. You, you submitted some evidence here of your wedding, right? Yes. Okay. So there's a picture here that I have of John uh, wearing uh, all white, I presume because he's a a priest in the Latter-day Saint (laughs) faith, right? It it Um, actually, I think, was a pink vest, if I recall. Well, you recall incorrectly. If this is a picture from your wedding that you submitted, you should either check your camera or check your head. Because I see you here. This is you in the middle, right? That's correct. Looking not at the camera. Looking not at the camera because you're over there going, uh, I wonder what my friend Chris is doing over there. I want to go party with him. I don't want to be married anymore. Been married for five minutes. I got to get out of here. I got to go to some no, no kid fun wedding. I'm getting crowded by all these people around and you are crowded by a bunch of people around you. I am. Are any of these people your bride in this photo? I uh, know she is not. In that She's picture. not in the photo that you sent me. That's correct. I see. But Chris is there, isn't he? He is. What's he doing in the background? Uh, big smile. Yeah, looking, looking crazy. Open mouth. <laughs> Got that big open mouth smile. You sent me another picture of him too, right? Yes. And this one, uh, you're sort of obscured by his big melon head. That's correct. I don't want to get in trouble with this guy. He is an officer of the law. <laughs> now, I notice his tongue is protruding in this picture. Yes. Yeah. And and what is what is the reason for that? I guess does he have a condition? Fun? No. Does he, he have tardive dyskinesia? Does he have tardive dyskinesia because he's because he's taking too many psychotropic drugs for schizophrenia? 
No, I, I don't believe so. Or is he just wacky? I think he's just wacky. The kind, of, that was kind of guy who's going to hold a wacky wedding. <laughs> and you sent me some pictures, Lindsay, of you and your uh, wedding party? Yes. Yep. And you look beautiful, by the way. Thank you. The bridesmaids are all wearing pink. Yep. Maybe that's what you were thinking of, John? Yeah, he didn't wear a what or a pink vest. He wore a white vest. The bra- the the men wore the pink vest. Let me tell you, is, 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 <laughs> so oh right, he wore he wore a white vest to match your white dress. Yeah, and then your bridesmaids vest, wore the men wore pink vest. <laughs> your bridesmaids right, wore I, your bridesmaids wore beautiful pink dresses. Yeah, and then at and then his his. Brides, his groomsmen all wore pink vests in order to completely emasculate them. Basically. I see. I see. Very well. Um, And then you have another photo of you here with some other women, one of whom is your cousin. Is that correct? Yep. That was the rehearsal dinner. Okay. Which one of these lovely young women is your cousin? Um, Do you, would you know her by sight? (laughs) She is the one right next to me. Um, Let's see. I'm the second one. She's the third one. From the left. Yep. Looking right in the camera. Yes. Lovely. And she's studying art. She's going to be an artist. I guess so. Okay. So are they going to have a band or a DJ? Um, I'm not really sure yet. I would assume probably a band. John, band uh, or DJ band. at at, uh, at Chris's wedding? I'm going to say DJ, but I, I don't know for sure. He's going to play a little um, uh, bust a move? Probably. Young, yeah. young MC, right? What's going to be played? What are the big um, songs going to be? I think the wedding party's coming out to KRS's one sound of the police. Whoa, what? <laughs> no, not really. Oh, you shouldn't say these things to me. You almost won this case <laughs> like that. I wouldn't even gone into chambers. <laughs> whoop, whoop. That was the sound of you winning the case. <laughs> wow. Don't say such things to the judge, please. Don't toy with my emotions that way. My apologies. Oh, all right. Go on. What do you, what are the big jams that are gonna be that Chris is gonna be busting out from college that all of your college buddies, well not college but high school friends, are gonna be getting up and dancing to? I, I don't know. I think he might be a country fan, to be honest with you. Okay. Um yeah. Uh, this is the sound of me crossing a lot of things out. Oh, man, I'm crossing this out so hard, I'm getting a little bit high from my Sharpie pen. Okay, I think I have everything I know to make my decision. I'm going to Chambers. I'll be back in a moment. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. John, you're not related to this guy. I'm not, no. Your wife is related to her cousin. Right. So I think she should be at that one and I can go, you know, with my friend. Aren't you related to your wife? I am. Are you related to your wife's relations now? Yeah, legally, yes. Isn't blood thicker than water? I suppose it is, yes. What does blood thicker than water mean? I don't really know. I, uh, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you, I guess. Lindsay, do you think that if John goes to this wedding... He's just going to go and get drunk with his buddies and leave you with your cousin and all of your family and all of your children oh, uh, on your anniversary? Oh, yes. How does that make you feel? Um, annoyed. But uh, I'm used to it. No, I'm just kidding, John. John? 
Yeah, no, that's I, I, I didn't have that plan necessarily, but you know, whatever happened, happened. I guess. <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you mean that did, that wasn't your plan? It was precisely your plan. I'm sorry. Sorry, Bill. If Jesse, I was listening at the door of my chambers. I didn't have that plan. Jesse, bring me back in. I want to talk to these children. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. And this time, he means business. Now, okay, you can be seated. Now, you know what? Stand up again. John, what are you talking about? It wasn't your plan to go off with your friends and get loaded and leave your wife with your children at the family wedding that you know is going to be more boring than the one you're going to go to. I think my qualm with that was the getting loaded part that, you know, if it happened, it happened, but it was more to share in the day with my friends. Uh Yeah. If it happens, it happens. If it happens, it happens because there's not, you know what, who knows there, there might not even be any drinking at a police officer's wedding. (laughs) Who knows? It could be a, it could be a dry sit-down affair. See, both of you are being a little bit disingenuous because you're suggesting, John, this is a, not in any this is a purely equitable arrangement that you're proposing, right? Where you are just going to go to your friend's wedding and she goes to her cousin's wedding. Everyone gets what they want. But in fact, what you're getting is a vacation, and what your wife is left doing is honoring a family commitment as well as having fun, I'm sure. And I'm sure your kids will probably have a great time at the cousin's wedding because there are probably other kids around from your family. Right, Lindsay? Yes. Right. Yep. But Lindsay, you will also uh, earn the ire of this courtroom for being disingenuous around this anniversary thing because because the, the weddings are not happening on your anniversary, nor are they a destination such that you can't enjoy your anniversary together privately the way you usually do, just not at Myrtle Beach this time. So that was just purely emotional manipulation. Will you stipulate to that, Lindsay? Um, no, I, I still feel that we should be together that night for our anniversary, and we wouldn't be. But why would you not be? Because we would be staying overnight. Right. It, but let's just say that I were to rule in favor of John and allow you to split these weddings up. The weddings, how far away, how far away from them, from these weddings are you? You're not very far away, right? Like two hours. So you could go the morning of. Yeah. We're just, we're not sure what time they're at. Well, you don't know. You don't know anything about Shannon's wedding at all. (laughs) You don't even know. Just as much as I know about Chris's. Chris is invested in a rather cheesy-looking save-the-day card. Yes, cheesy-looking, but still, that's an investment. He might have gone to a website and had them print these things. He may have gone to a mall and had them print out save-the-date cards to send out. My cousin likes to save paper, I guess, but the word, the word got around. Listen, I'm going to ask you a, one last question before I render my decision, and there's still a chance to save... I should say there's still a chance to sway me on this. I want you to think for a moment before you answer this question. And I want you to try to be honest. Really with your gut. Which marriage is going to last longer? John. I feel they both have equal chance, honestly. Um, 
I know Shannon and Jeremy have lived together. They've kind of gotten over that hump. Um, I, Chris and Megan, they've lived together for a couple of years now. I, I don't know. I, I think they have equal chances, honestly. Lindsay? I'd have to say the same thing. They're, they both seem to have found a good match with each other. I, I've never right. seen either of them fight. Okay. You're both, you know what? You're both good people. Neither of you are monsters. You said the right thing. No matter what you might think in your hearts, you are right not to make a call like that on an open podcast after you've given your last name. But I ask because when I was a youth and my friends and colleagues and peers and family members of my age were all getting married in a huge flurry of matrimonial bliss and weekend obligations, this would come up fairly often. Um, there were lots of double booking of marriages. And in particular, there was one, my, my very, very dear old friend, Charles, uh, my, arguably my best friend from high school, um, was getting married across the country. And my girlfriend at the time, she's now my wife, and I had a conversation about whether, uh, whether she would be able to take the time off to also go to this wedding And she was very torn because she had a family obligation to go to that same weekend. And her mother said to her, well, I can understand why you may want to go, but there will be other Charles's weddings, dear. And her mother was absolutely right. Sometimes I ask the hard question because sometimes these, uh, these youthful marriages, you guys are not real, real young, but you're still in your twenties. Um, uh, can uh, can be a little bit um, short-lived. And Charles, of course, now a single person again and probably will have another wedding uh, that my now wife can go to. But in this case, so that's why I was asking these questions about which wedding not just was going to last longer, but which wedding was going to be at least more interesting for you to go to band versus DJ, location, length of relationship, whether you guys foresaw the same um, strength of bond. And it does seem that both of these are cruelly evenly balanced. They've both been together for three years. They've cohabitated. They've tested their relationship. um, And uh, they're both in parts of uh, New York State that aren't that far away from each other. They're both on lakes. There's nothing really to tip the balance. And so I have to finally side on the side of family obligation. John, you made a commitment when you got married, not just to love and honor your wife, but to attend a lot of family dumb things that you have to do, even though you don't want to. You were taking her family into your own as she is taking yours family into her own family. And that is all part of that commitment that you guys made when you got married. And it's a shame because it sounds like Chris is going to have one crazy wedding. But unfortunately, unless there is some prevailing reason uh, to, uh, to not go to this family wedding, I'm afraid it trumps uh, your friend. And, uh, and therefore, I have to, on the matter of the wedding, find in favor of your wife, Lindsay. That said... I will say this, Lindsay, how would you feel if John came to the wedding, attended Shannon's wedding, attended dinner uh, at the reception, 
And then once the dancing started, left to go to Chris's reception. Um, I guess we just have to wait and see what time, like, the weddings are at. My my families are notorious for having later ones. So, I mean, this wedding might not even go off until maybe even six midnight. at night. I don't know. Maybe midnight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would suggest that you explore that as a compromise if the timing works out. Um, because, you know, this is his friend. And it would be great for him to be able to at least raise a glass to his oldest friend uh, on the night of his wedding. But... I do find in favor of Shannon. I do find in favor of you being a husband and a father first over being a, a drinking buddy to your friend. And I also enjoin Shannon that you allow John to stay out all night at whatever bachelor event uh, is, uh, is planned for Chris. If he is not able to go to the reception. Does that make sense? Yes. All night. I'm not saying he has uh, to stay out all night. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not even in the wedding, so we'll see how that goes. Whoa. John, is that true? You're not even in the wedding? No, I'm not in the wedding. That's correct. All right. Then I change my whole ruling. You're going to go, go to Shannon's wedding. You are going to have a good time there. You're going to wear the pink vest there. But then when you find out about Chris's bachelor party, you're going to put on the black vest. You're going to drive out there. You're going to knock down the door and go, what the hell? (laughs) And then you're going to have a great night. I can agree to that. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Well, John, you didn't win, but at least it was verified that you're not a bad person. I can appreciate that. And I had and feeling that this might be one of the outcomes. Um, I, I can live with it. You had a feeling this might be one of the outcomes in the sense that there was only three choices. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Lindsay, how are you feeling right now? Pretty good. I mean, I feel bad that he can't go to the wedding, but... You no, know, you like, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't at all. Sorry, I'm listening. I, <laughs> of course you I don't. I do, because I was looking forward to that wedding, too. Oh, I you just, were? You know, yeah, it just happens that they're both at the same time, so, or well, the same day. Everybody knows that nobody loves a wedding like a wife. <laughs> it is your job, John, to go to that cousin's wedding and to watch your children dance hilariously. And to hold the car keys and let your wife go crazy with her cousin. That is the husband's job at a family wedding. I can manage that. I know you can. John, Lindsay, thank you for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have fun at the wedding. Judge Hodgman, can I ask you a serious question? Sorry, I was just doing the chicken dance. The best part of any wedding is the chicken dance. I, I just wanted to ask you a serious question. Oh, okay, sure. I feel like... I get I understand. I know that I'm doing the dance, okay? Okay. Can I ask you the question now? Yeah. How about this? Next time we come... When it comes around again, I won't clap and you ask the question. Just ask the question. 
Um, here's my question. I feel like, uh, you know how they're always talking about how all your friends are always getting married in your mid and late 20s? Yes, that's true. I recently turned 30, and a lot of my wife's friends got married, uh, but none of my friends got married. Oh. So you never had the problem that, uh, that John and Lindsay Valenti of upstate New York had. No, we just went to my wife's friend's weddings. Yeah, well, that's that's one way to solve this problem. Make sure that all of your friends... Are man-children? Are, man, are idiot man-children <laughs> who cannot progress in life or form meaningful long-term relationships. Um, let's clear the... Oh, we've got all these docket cases. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here's, here's something. Uh, over five... This one is unsigned, but it says... Over five years ago, my friend Nunk and I. <laughs> Nunk, is this a hmm? Is this a, is this a letter from the 15th century? My friend Nark and I got into an argument over what constitutes a deviled egg. Um, it began this way: part of Nunk's lunch was a modest quantity of de- deviled egg. I asked Nunk if I could have a deviled egg. He said I could have half a deviled egg. So I picked up and ate what I took him to me- what I took him to me which is one half of an egg's worth of deviled egg. Nunk's argument is that deviling one egg yields two deviled eggs. My argument is that one deviled egg is one egg deviled, which is correct. First of all, as Nunk is a cordwainer from the 15th century, he surely knows that a deviled egg is simply any egg that is laid by a witch. That is why deviled eggs sink when you throw them in the river. No, they... No, they float. Which eggs float? Like witches. That was the test. Non-witches would sink. Witches float. Right. That's right, because otherwise, because you kill, you kill it if it floats, and then it dies if it sinks. Yeah, okay. it's a die-die situation. And that's why uh, witches always float, and that's why they used the, the first boats were built with witches on the bottom. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> what the ancient Polynesians used to get to Hawaii. Exactly so. It was... <laughs> so... In any case, a deviled egg, okay, uh, the argument is whether or not a deviled egg is a one whole uh, hard-boiled egg cut into with the yolk then uh, deviled, that is to say spiced and put through uh, through piping to look pretty. Is it two pieces of deviled egg and deviled egg, or is each half an individual deviled egg? And the answer is each half is an individual deviled egg. You can no longer... Uh, protect the integrity of the whole egg because all of the yolks in your batch of deviled egg have been mixed together with spices that is called deviling. And once all of that's mixed together, uh, the whole egg uh, no longer is an operating factor. Each individual piece, a serving of deviled egg, is one half of a hard-boiled egg with that frothy, yolky, spicy mixture that is so disgusting and delicious inside. That is a deviled egg. If you consider a half of a deviled egg to be one bite of that deviled egg that you then give back to your friend, you are disgusting. If you are still concerned about how one egg becomes two eggs, well, that's all part of the bedevilment. That's all the cases that we have on the docket, but I want to take this opportunity to tell people how they can have their case heard. You can write me via email at hodgman at maximumfun.org. That's H-O-D-G-M-A-N at maximumfun.org. 
Or you can also go to MaximumFun.org slash J-J-H-O. That's J-J-H-O for Judge John Hodgman, where there's a handy form where you can tell me about your dispute. We're looking for real disputes. Real disputes. Things where the participants actually have emotional investment in the matter, whether it's you and your romantic partner, you and a friend, you and a local merchant. I would love to have you and a local merchant. (laughs) The, The key element here is that you're both willing to come on and have your dispute adjudicated by Judge John Hodgman and that you're both invested in the outcome of the case. We don't want anybody who's trumping up cases just to come on this program we want people who really care about the uh, about the dispute because, frankly, uh, we don't want to offer opinions on the matter of justice when the disputants themselves may not be invested in the actual outcome. Easy there, Bailiff Jesse. Seriously, this is he, he gets very worked up about this. And I just care a lot about justice. And he carries a sap and a nightstick. So the reality is that we do try to adjudicate fairly actual disputes, and I will never simply make a judgment for my own personal amusement, except in the one case where I ordered that woman to take a second husband. But that was a rare anomaly. So I do look forward to hearing uh, your disputes and talking to you. And if you think that I'm going to be mean to you, I will be a little mean to you. But it is all born out of uh, judicial affection. It is a very pleasant experience to come on the program. Trust us. And boy, oh boy, uh, the green room is fantastic. (laughs) MaximumFun.org slash JJHo. You can see what disputes qualify, and you can also email us at Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. The Judge John Hodgman Podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at gosuperego.com. You can find John Hodgman online at areasofmyexpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash J-J-H-O. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.